This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I'm going to have Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, as we open up Sefer Vayikra, we start to discuss the various kabbanas that were brought, and we hope soon in our days we will bring as well as uh, offerings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yet in the beginning of this week's parasha, the Torah felt it important for us to learn a very, very essential, basic requirement of Jews. We find that in the opening pasuk of this of Sefer Vayikra, the opening, the beginning, we find something so strange that when you look in the Chumash, you'll notice it that the word Vayikra, the opening word in the opening pasuk of the opening parasha, the aleph is small, small aleph. And the Balaturim explains to us this small Aleph was a disagreement, so to say, between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted the word Aleph not to be there. And therefore you don't read the word Vayikra, but rather you read the word Vayikara. It just happened to be. Not that Hashem actually had a relationship with him. He was humble. He didn't want it to look like he had a close relationship, which of course he did with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But rather it should look like uh, it happened. They happened to meet. And Hashem talked to him. And Hashem wanted there to be an Aleph, so he should make clear to the world that Hashem does have this relationship with Moshe Rabbeinu, and they settled on the small Aleph. So it's a beautiful message in humility and being humble, but why now? Why did the Torah decide to teach us this lesson now at this point, as we are about to learn about the Karbanas? And in this week's parish, we find an amazing Chazal, a Chazal that we all need to live by. Chazal tells, Kol Tamad Chacham She'ein Boideya. Any Tamad Chacham that doesn't have Deya, which according to most commentary means they don't have midas. They're not humble. They're not thoughtful of others. They're not uh, only thinking about themselves. If you have a Tamil Chacham that doesn't have Deya, which means he's self-absorbed, he's egotistical, he's thoughtless of others, Nevela Toiva Himenu, a dead animal, a dead carcass, is better than this person. If a person has no proper etiquette with each other, a dead animal on, uh, on roadkill on the side of the road is better than him. So clearly the Torah is trying to teach us something about our midas. He's trying to teach us about how we're supposed to look at ourselves and view others. But why now? Why here? Why this parasha? Why now is this so important? And I believe the answer is because as we're about to go into the oil mode, we're about to go into the Mishkan, the holiest place on the earth. This is where Kodesh Baruch Hu dwells. Hashem says, I don't want arrogant people in my house. You want to come into the Mishkan, you want to bring Karbanis, you want to build a relationship with me? Yes. But rule number one is you can't be arrogant. HaKadosh Baruch Hu despises those that are arrogant, those that only think about themselves, those that are, are, are baligaiva. Hashem says, you can't come into my home with that attitude. And that's why before we're about to enter into the Oil Maid, Hashem tells us not so fast. You want to build a relationship with me? You want to come into my house? You want to be close to me? I have no problem. But we got to make sure before you enter, you have proper attitude and you know how to look at yourself. And you're not a Balgaiva and you're not arrogant and you're not self-absorbed. You're considerate, you're giving, you're thoughtful. And it goes a step further. The whole idea of the Karbanas was to get atonement, forgiveness for our Avera. A person who is self-absorbed, a person who is... Uh, a Balgaiva never thinks he does anything wrong. What do you mean? Do tshuva? Why well, didn't do anything wrong? A person can't even come to discuss the notion of forgiveness if he always thinks he's right. He always thinks he does the good thing. He always thinks it's the other person's fault. How can a person ever come to discuss the notion of doing tshuva in his mind and his perception? He's always right and he's always correct. So Hashem is teaching us 
that if you want to come and build a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch which is what we ultimately want to do in our life, the, the way to, or perhaps the requirement to do so, is that we have to first realize, we have to first make sure and check that we have our Midas right. Our Bin Adam Lechaveiroi. How we look at each other, how we treat each other, how we, treat, how we look at ourselves. Do we think we're greater than everyone else? Do we put our nose up at everyone else? Do we think that uh, we're self-absorbed and we're all about ourselves? The Torah says, I'm not interested in building a relationship in such a way. And that's why perhaps as we enter into this stage of being in Hashem's home, Hashem reminds us, if you want to come to my house, you want to be my shechina, you want to be in my presence, I have to see that your behavior, interpersonal relationship behaviors are, are well and fine. But we find something even a step further. The Torah describes of, later on in the parish of all the possible sins that a person could do. And when it comes to the nasi, when it comes to the leader, it says, Asher nasi yechta. doesn't say if the nasi will sin. And the Svona writes, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Because as we know, the more power a person has, he's more prone to sin. Because he's more prone to thinking he's above the law, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to answer to anyone. And therefore it's not a question of when, but it's merely a question of if. And we see this with our own eyes right now. Look what's going on in the political world around us. They do, these politicians do whatever they want. They don't think they'll ever get uh, held accountable for what they're doing. They think they're beyond the law. They're greater than the law. Where does that come from? It comes from gaiva. It comes from haughtiness. It comes from thinking I'm greater than everyone. I'm better than everyone. I'm smarter than everyone. I'm untouchable. The Torah tells us not so. The Torah tells us it starts at the top. The greater the person, perhaps the greater chance of him sinning. But Rashi tells us that this Pasuk is supposed to not be a depressing message, but rather it's a positive message. Says Rashi, Ashrei, the word Asher comes from the word praiseworthy. How great is the generation where the leaders are willing to admit their mistakes. We always ask that our politicians should realize their mistakes. They never do. They never admit that they did something wrong. They, they pass the buck on to someone else. Just now in the news right now, we see with our own eyes our, our president is blaming Poland for why things didn't work out with the planes going to Ukraine. Not his fault. Gaz is not his fault. Someone else's fault. Great leaders are people that are willing to say yes. I, I looked at this incorrectly. I analyzed this incorrectly and it was a mistake. Says the Torah, Ashrei, praiseworthy generation where we have leaders that are willing to admit their mistakes. And why? It stems from Gaiva. It stems from haughtiness. It stems that I'm too great to make mistakes. And the Torah is reminding us no one's too great. It's part of life. And we have to realize that Kosh Baruch Hu only wants to connect us when we can come to that realization. The stipler was a great gadol living in Eretz Yisrael. And he didn't frequently go to Simchas. And he was at a bar mitzvah. And someone asked him, what are you doing at the bar mitzvah? You don't normally go to Simchas. And he said, I had to go to this bar mitzvah. So, because years ago the bar mitzvah boy was a cut and he was a minor and he was davening and I went over to him and I thought that he was looking at a safer during davening. I went over and I rebuked him. I said, now is not the time to learn. And the boy showed me that it was really just a big sitter. It wasn't a safer and the boy was doing nothing wrong. And the stipler said, I felt so bad. I asked mechila. But the halach is the mechila of a cotton doesn't count. So I waited till the boy turned 13 and then I went over to him and asked him, now please, can you give me true mechila? For what I did. That's a leader. That's a godly. When he can say, I made a mistake. I thought you were doing something and it was incorrect. That's leadership. We think leadership is the opposite. Never making mistakes. That's not leadership. That's falsehood. Great leaders are people that, that make mistakes and, and say, yes, it was a mistake and I'm asking you to forgive me. 
And perhaps that's the takeaway from Parsha Zohar. I must add, many people have been asking this week, are women obligated to hear Parsha Zohar? Just for the short answer, I, I believe women are not obligated to hear Parsha Zohar. Again, I do believe women should try if they could. It's like any other mitzvah, they'll get a credit if they do, but I don't personally believe women are obligated to hear Parsha Zohar. And if a woman finds it difficult to hear Parsha Zohar, she should definitely read it at home from a chumash and fulfill the mitzvah that way. But Rabbi Shafayim seems bothered with the question, when we read the story of Parsha Zohar, what's our takeaway from it? What do we do with that information that there was an evil Amalek who wanted to annihilate the Jewish people and Hashem says, I'm going to annihilate him and we're going to annihilate Amalek. Where does that help me today? And Rabbi Shafayim explains that we have to learn a little bit from Amalek. What did Amalek do? Amalek attacked the Jewish people at their height of our success. It made no sense for Amalek to attack us. But why did Amalek do it? Because Amalek was so self-absorbed. He was so focused on destroying the Jewish people. He didn't want to hear. He didn't want to see. He didn't want to be told that it doesn't make any sense. He was so haughty. Such a Balgaiva, so self-absorbed. He had one track mind. Destroy the Jewish people at all costs. Even though it didn't make too much sense. And the Torah reminds us when we read this passage, let's not be like Amalek. Let's not fall into that trap where we can't listen to what other people are telling us. It's only my way or the highway. No one else knows what they're talking about. Everyone else is wrong. It's just me. If Amalek would have listened to people and they would have said to him, Amalek, this doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? Similar by Haman, to hang Mordechai on the tree. didn't make so much sense. But Amalek embodies the idea of I don't care what people have to say because I'm smarter than everyone. I'm better than everyone. I'm more intelligent than everyone. So that's perhaps what the Torah wants us to read this parasha, to remind ourselves, don't be like a Amalek. Don't be so self-absorbed. Don't be so cocky, so balgaivedic. Because you're going to fall into a trap. It's going to lead you down a very, very bad road. And that's the intro to this week's parasha, to the Sefer Vayikra. To talk about building a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is we need to check and ensure that our midas are the way they're supposed to be. We're willing to hear from other people. There are other opinions. There are other ways to look at things. There are other ways to, na- to analyze things. There's many different ways of doing things. It's not only my way or the highway. Everyone else is wrong. I'm the only one who's right. And therefore the Torah demands of us, if we want to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch this is a requirement. We need to find a way to work on our interpersonal um, our interpersonal midas. Mr. Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should see how we're trying we want to listen to all Jews. We want to feel other people's uh, ideas and opinions. And we're willing to hear. It's not only my way or the highway. Mr. Hashem Baruch should give us unbelievable siyata deshmai that we should be zaychet to come into his real home. Their true home. Hashem should open the doors with the building of the base. He should let us into his home. Let us be part of something so amazing, so kaddish, so tar. We should be zaychet to see the ultimate ke'ula. As we know, the Purim Gula was only a temporary. We didn't get the Beis Hamikdash yet at the Purim story. We were just free from from death. Mr. Hashem, we should be zeichet to the ultimate Gula, which is not just that we don't have to worry about Achenu Bnei Yisrael in Europe. Not only don't we have to worry about stresses of life, but we'll have peace and shalva with the ultimate building, the ultimate Mokim Ashchina, with the building of the Beis Hamikdash. Mr. Hashem, Meher Have a wonderful Shabbos.